everyone. Welcome. This is Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. Welcome to another show of Medically Speaking. Very happy you can join us on this beautiful, beautiful afternoon. The weather seems like it's going to turn. Spring is definitely here. I see the flowers blooming. And it is definitely a time to start enjoying, enjoying our environment again. And it's time to smile and laugh. And believe it or not, that is the topic of our conversation tonight. We're actually doing a program about laughter tonight. And we're calling it Laugh Lines because, as we know, laughter is the best medicine. So I didn't have to look too far in our St. Mary's Hospital family or our Franklin Medical Group organization because we have an incredible healthcare provider that has been with us for a while now. I'll let her tell us how long she's been with us. Johnny Kay's taking pictures of her right now, so she's she's giggling and she's laughing and she's showing those laugh lines. And you know when we think about laugh, oh no, she's got a rubber chicken with her, so she's she's definitely providing some laughters right here in the studio already. So without further do I'm going to introduce you to our healthcare provider with the Franklin Medical Group, and she's located on our Chase Parkway office with Dr. Krause and Dr. Feinberg, Nancy Krolikowski, APRN. Hi, Nance. Hi, Robin. How are you? I'm lovely today. Thank you. I am so happy that you could join us tonight. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of very intense topics here on the station and we came upon this topic of they're calling it laugh lines it's one of the spirit of women um programs that they they kind of put our way and they go you know laughter is the best medicine and we we looked at it laugh lines i'm thinking what are they talking about lines that women get in their face from frowning (laughs) and smiling and but no it's laughter and medicine and again as i said i didn't have to look too far and you go how did you know about me are you kidding me first of all (laughs) i've known you for many years and you're an incredible incredible APRM, but you do bring a lot of humor into your treatment with patients. But before we get on the topic, I'm going to let the audience know a little bit more about you. So let's talk about your journey a bit. Ah, it's it's been a long journey. Um, I started. I won't give you the years because we, <laughs> we don't want to date ourselves. We don't want to go there. It's supposed to Definitely. be fun and it's light. Be fun. <laughs> the heck with the years. But I actually started as a um, a diploma nurse at St. Mary's, and as I kind of went along and decided I needed to pursue my education further, I went to Western Connecticut State University and got my bachelor's and my master's degree, and finally my uh, nurse practitioner. That's awesome. So, yeah, so it's been a good journey. And, you know, nurse practitioners, I know at St. Mary's Hospital, just so the uh, the listening audience has a sense, you know, there's there's all different levels of healthcare providers, but the nurse practitioner, APRN, the Advanced Practice uh, Registered Nurse or Nurse Practitioner, pretty much synonymous, right? They're kind of, actually, they're kind of switching over from the APRN part and just going to the nurse practitioner. Back to N- the NPs. Yeah. So, isn't that funny? Because that's how it was before, right? <laughs> Yeah. So for the audience to understand, you really have the ability, especially now in the state of Connecticut, that you can actually treat patients in in lieu of your own practice and staying within your own practice. So practicing alone without having a a provider supervising you, a a physician supervising you. Yes, we can stand alone. You can stand alone. And, you know, in our own offices, um, so, yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. It's definitely changed a lot. And we, as I know, a hospital are looking for more and more um, P, uh, NPs or APRNs yes. to help supplement our practices because the practices are growing. <laughs> Physicians need help. And you want the ability to treat those patients that are calling in on a daily basis with issues and problems that you want to be able to address without putting them off yes. for an appointment. So the ability to have that flexibility in a practice, I think, is great. It's, um, I belong to an organization called... Um, AANP, American Association of Nurse Practitioners, and at last count that I had heard, there were over 65,000 just in that organization alone. Wow. So the numbers have grown exponentially in the last, you know, six six or seven years that I've been around in it. You know, so I know there's times when a family, you know, you call into the provider and you need to be seen by somebody and say, well, I don't have an appointment with the physician, but you can see the APRN. Yes. I wouldn't hesitate. Oh, well, because some of my my some of my favorite peers who I've been to nursing school with are APRNs or, mm-hmm. or nurse practitioners in the community, so I trust them 
implicitly with my care. So, you know, I the listening audience is so well aware of that and know that the care that you get from a nurse practitioner or APRN is... And I is, think as a, as a nurse practitioner, we tend to have a more holistic look at things. You do. And um, as far as in the humor therapy comes <laughs> along with that, you know, right. massage therapy, whatever you know, organizations or um, modalities we can use to make a patient feel better, you know, we're pretty well versed in that and try to use everything that we can. So awesome. And before I forget to do it, I want to make sure that the audience knows this is live. So you can definitely call in 203-757-1320 if you have any questions about laughter, but we'll let Nance get into it. So how did you get involved in laughter? In a very roundabout way. I, um, and, and, just the story itself, you're going to wonder what's wrong with me here. <laughs> I, um, I actually went skiing in my younger years. I was skiing, and I had an Australian ski instructor that I thought was the best-looking guy I had ever seen in my <laughs> life. And then the accent, that was the end of me. So, um, And I thought, I just have to visit Australia, because if they look like that down there, I'm, I'm on my way. So I ended up getting a... Um, a flyer in the mail from People to People International, and it was a trip to Australia. It was a um, an organization that we would go all together. I was traveling by myself, but I met a lot of people in California, and we all went to Australia together. Wow. And it was called Humor for the Health of It. And I thought, what's good? I can I can get continuing education credits. I can have a good time because it's about humor too. And right. I get to see all the Australian guys. <laughs> so you know, because that was definitely a part of it. Oh, definitely. Um, so young and reckless that you were absolutely (laughs) and I I never thought about it that I was traveling across country by myself until my friend said wow you're going halfway around the world and I thought oh geez I I am (laughs) dawn on me so, Leaving Little um, Waterbury, Connecticut. Yeah, really. But it was great because I met people from all over the country and we spent a couple weeks together and we got to go to nursing homes and hospitals and saw how they used humor. Now, were they these other healthcare professionals then? They were. Okay. They were. Um, most of the people that were with us in some way had something to do with medicine. Yep. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we got to see their different ho- the different hospitals and the old iron beds that some of them had and the best part was going to the Royal Flying Doctors who had, you know, they have their airplane parked outside a little building and wow. you go inside and they have the obligatory gift shop. So I got my T-shirt. You know, <laughs> you're supposed to get the T-shirt. Thing. Right. And when I went inside, I'm thinking, what the heck is on the walls? They had shelves and shelves of jars with liquid in them. And I thought, oh, that's just awful. <laughs> so the Royal Flying Doctors, you call them and they go out in the bush where nobody can, you know, an ambulance can't get to them. Wow. So they fly out to them and people get bitten by taipan snakes which are extremely venomous and wow they fly out and treat them out in the bush and wow they wow that's really and, neat and where the jars come in is they were the taipans that they really removed. really and they have specimens all in there the wow wow so i couldn't help it you know i mean that's it, interesting it was just funny that is so wild and when you went down there and you're at this conference you were so moved that it became something that you just grew with well, yes. And then when I came back, of course, now I'm on the mailing list. <laughs> so I got on the mailing list and I had um, something from AATH, Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor, and their guest speaker that year. Now I need continuing education credits. Or their guest speaker that year was Patch Adams. Oh, wow. The and famous the famous movie that yes, um, Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. And the movie wow. had, was coming out like that following year. And I wow. thought, oh, well. I'm I need to go see him, right? <laughs> I thought if I need the credits anyway, I may as well just enjoy it. The wow. Heck out of them. Wow. So I got to meet Patch Adams, who is an extremely eccentric kind of person, but absolutely brilliant. Wow. And he, he just reads, devours books. It, it wow. just a little bit different than I expected him to be seeing Robin Williams. Yeah, seeing in the, the movie, role, right? Role, so yeah. much different. But I think he did a really good job with it. Wow, that's really but. neat. And, what, and so what led him you know since you saw him speak what led him to treat patients and incorporate humor 
with think, it. You, well, you know, he was kind of a child of the 60s. Uh-huh. So there may have been... There may have been experimental things that he did in Yes, his like, you know, like <laughs> taking rubber gloves and putting them on his head. Wow. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> um, but I guess it was just... he. It's just his personality. But it's infectious, right? It, uh, it absolutely Once you start, because I could see it in you as a provider, because I've known you for a long time. Yes. It's, it's, it's almost infectious to be with you because you radiate joy. And for patients, I think that that is just part of it. It's not so much the laughter portion, but it's yes. how you radiate yourself to the patient, right? Well, therapeutic humor isn't just um, being a comedian, like a stand-up comedian. Right. You have to know when you can use it and when you can't. Right. Because, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go up to somebody and say, well, it's really bad news. Right. <laughs> right. <every time." laughs> you know? Absolutely. So you, the biggest thing is you need to know when you can use it and when you, when you can't. But I think it does help to open up communication more. Right. And so how have you applied it? Um, actually, I, I just, I had one today. I, I use an example of when people have sinus infections and your sinuses are all clogged up and everything. Right, right. And, um, you know, okay, that's my septic system because I think, you know, the sinuses are the old leech beds. And if you know what a septic system is, when they get clogged, they have to drain somewhere else. <laughs> so we have to open up the septic system. So. <laughs> Course, you know, and I, I, my thought is you either think it's the dumbest thing you ever heard or it's the funniest thing you ever heard, but either way, you're not going to forget. You're not going to forget what it. I'm talking about. Absolutely. And why the medication's going to do what it's supposed to oh, do that and is why you feel so better. So funny. So <clears throat> I know that you belong to this organization, so I mm-hmm. want to tell, tell people a little bit about it because there, there is actually a process for applied therapeutic humor. Yes. Am I saying that right? Applied therapeutic humor, yes. I did. I said it right. You did. Good. You did good. <laughs> applied therapeutic humor because it's a science. Yes. It is not just if you laugh more, you're going to feel better. Of course, we know that. Right. If you, you know, whatever you do, it's laughter is the best minute. When's the last time you laugh kind of thing? It's yes. That's not just what we're talking about. There is a true science behind it. So maybe what is applied therapeutic humor that would be um it just basically what i was just talking about as far as um you know knowing when to use the humor and having helping people to remember things or help people to deal with you know really difficult situations better or at least open up about it you know and i think of the irish funeral Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's a really sad piece of time right but what is what do you always think of mm. in an Irish funeral? Yeah, absolutely. And, and people really embrace the person who passed away by remembering the good stuff as yeah. opposed to, oh, they had a long illness. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. It's like, but I think they turn it around and say, oh, remember when they they fell in the lake? <laughs> so I think it's that makes so a true. difference. And it's it makes so you true. deal with it much better. Definitely. You know, I can tell you, I lost my dad back this past June um, suddenly. And the people that came to me that had funny stories about him in mm-hmm. the few, in the wake, during the week, those are the ones that made me feel better. Those are the ones yes. that, you know, I don't know if you know the story about your dad, but I need to tell you that because mm-hmm. that's how I'm remembering him. And, you know, and I can see how using that kind of applied yes. treatment with anyone going through an illness mm-hmm. would be so beneficial to help them to open up, to help them yes. to see their illness differently. Do you have specific other specific cases where you've used your applied therapy? Um, I, I think... Uh, Pretty much every day, I'll every day you do. Really, I, I had um, I have a, a bunch of different things I use, and one of them is, um, it, you know, it, everybody does. Nobody really remembers to use ice or cold if you like sprain your ankle right. or, you know, you hurt your wrist. So, so I always start out by, do you watch, H not HD um, the Cooking Channel, the Cooking Channel, to which you know people look at me like, oh geez, she's gonna give me medicine and she's asking me about the cooking channel. <laughs> <laughs> but what I usually, but my thought of how you figure out cold or heat is when you, they always say Erico Vare because it sounds so important. But it's <laughs> green beans. So, you know, it's so, That's true. You know, it's green, but they need small green beans. Small green beans. So what, so what you do is you, you cook them 
but you don't want them to continue cooking them, so you put them in an ice, ice bath. Right. Well, that same, same thing happens if you sprain your ankle or your wrist. It starts swelling, so I think of that as it's cooking. It's, it's swelling. You know, there's a lot of fluid going to the area. You need to stop it from cooking. Oh, that's so So you put funny. it in an ice bath. And they look at you like you're nuts. I, initially, and then, they, and then they go, oh, now I get it. Now I remember. Because you, that's right. So it's not just making them laugh. It's also giving them something that they can therapeutically use at a level that they understand right absolutely and like i said if you think it's the dumbest thing you ever heard you're going to remember it by saying oh did you just hear what she just said (laughs) and then you repeat it but if you repeat it then guess what you learned it but you know i do think and i know a lot of docs of our physicians around in the greater waterbury are excellent but we are they are so strapped and they are definitely so, so busy. Mm-hmm. But I know I came by your office yesterday just to touch base with you. And you were flying around. And we were <laughs> laughing because when you walked down the hallway, it looked like there was your hair was blowing. It like there was a fan at her. But she was moving at such a fast pace. But you... You took the moment in time with me and you captured the moment in time. And I think that you do that with all your patients. And it's so important to listen because then yes. you know when to use a situation yes. like this. Because like I said, it's not always appropriate. It's not always yeah. a good time. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's a stand-up comedian kind of thing. Right. And, and I think the other part is you have to look for the joyful moments. Mm. You know, you have to find something that's funny. Right. You know, you have the toilet paper on your shoe. So, (laughs) you know, it's just something I have to point out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm (laughs) glad I didn't use the restroom while I was there yesterday. (laughs) That's right. I would have let you know. Don't worry. So you've also (laughs) done a little work here. I want to talk a little about it because I think it's kind of neat. You you put together some information that we should really share. And I Mm -hmm. think um, it'll capture somewhat of the process of humor and mm-hmm. laughter in medicine but you talk about different types of, of humor yes so maybe you yes. want to touch base on that well it, you know not everything is funny to everyone right and, and that's when you kind of think of the ethnic kind of humor you know something may be really funny to you or i but you know you know i'm a, obviously a polish background <laughs> so there's no shortcomings of polish jokes out there <laughs> so you know and you know you and i can talk about it and i might think it's funny right but somebody else may not right and that's again knowing your audience you have mm-hmm. to know what's going to be funny to them it's funny you're talking about your audience and that's your patients yes right yes Yes. That's your patience. It is. It's, and the, and so you think of them as your audience when you go in there. Uh, you know, it's, again. So it's, you do that with every visit you have. When it's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, when it, when I can fit it in. or you know, I try Especially if they know you. They're yeah. probably going to look for that next joke. Well, yeah, sometimes they do. <laughs> 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 but I want people to feel comfortable, too, because it's always stressful to come to the hospital, uh, to the office you know, no matter yeah. what you're coming in for, Definitely. there's always that little Even if bit it's of, a general you know, visit, because you don't know what's going to come out right. of it. What is she going to tell me? Is there going to be something bad? You know, right. I have your blood work results. Oh, no, you don't. Yeah, well, I <laughs> thought if you didn't tell me that everything was good, right? What, I, what you don't say doesn't hurt me. Right, right. But we celebrate the good stuff. You know, and you lost you a pound, ab- I'm all excited. Yeah. So, I, you know, and they say only a pound. No, it's not only a pound. It is a pound. It's good. It's better than gaining it's, a pound. It's better than gaining. So That's right. We got somewhere. It's so. even better than staying the same. Hey. You lost. Yeah. Regardless like, of how much it was. So you celebrate those moments with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you're going to have hordes of patients calling you now because they don't want to just see Nancy because Nancy's going to celebrate everything good and not really punish me about the bad stuff. So when you look at some of the benefits of humor, what are what are some of the things you could think of from a, from a metabolic perspective or, you know, from a physical perspective? Well, there's it's re, it's not like, you know, you can do a blood test really well and tell if the humor's working or it's not. It's more right. an emotional experience, but they are doing a lot of studies all over the, all over the country. Um, I know Loma Linda in California was doing a lot on the T cells, which help to fight infection um, to just uh, psychiatrically that you just feel better when you smile. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see somebody laughing, you can't help but smile and I, I will do a process when I do a group speaking of the first person says ha the second one says ha ha and they look at me like oh yeah that's yeah okay that's really helpful so, <laughs> so I just say okay ha 
okay, now you get two, now you get three. And then as it goes along, people just get people hysterical. just start laughing because it's it's so silly. It's ridiculous. It's, it's but isn't really it silly. so fun to be ridiculous? Well, it is. Why do little kids like to look at, you know, a cardboard box and sit in it and they think that's the funniest thing? You know, Nance, it's so funny you're talking about this because I'm going to go off. Well, stay on topic, but, you know, we just did a program for the Spirit for the spirit of Women, mm-hmm. and um, it was generational, called Generation X, and Generation X is that generation where my daughter is, my son is just on that line, my daughter's 34, and, um, and it's 34 to, I think, 50 or something like that, and because I know I'm baby boomer, so I'm mm. 56, <laughs> so I think it's somewhere in in that range and they talk about stress Mm -hmm. because they're all trying to balance life and one of the biggest things that you know and we promote it and i've had um chaplain jerry on the video is talk Mm -hmm. about meditation 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 Mm -hmm. i don't is everybody cut out to do meditation or can we just relieve stress by laughing I, I don't see why you can't just... Because there's, everybody's a different personality. But you have to look for it. You have to find it. Sometimes it's in the silliest things. Like, my friends and I went to Maine, and we're looking up at the clouds, and it's like, that cloud, doesn't that cloud look like a dog? <laughs> no, I don't... What are you talking about? And it got silly, and it... There was no wine it, involved in this, was there, Nancy? <laughs> not at that moment. <laughs> I think my friend's listening. Don't call in. Don't call in. <laughs> don't call in. But it, but it's funny, and we, I mean, we started belly laughing for absolutely no, I mean, stomach hurting tears. And it feels so good. It was, and it was ridiculous, and I know people thought we were drunk. You know, it's funny, uh, there's a, a young girl that works in our office, Catherine Walker. And uh, she is our community outreach um, coordinator and project coordinator. She's amazing. She, her and I have been crazy, crazy busy. And we sometimes, she'll just come in my office. I'll go in her office and then we'll just scream. Mm. And then we just start and we just like, ah, and -hmm. then we just start laughing. Yep. Because it just feels so good because we both know Mm -hmm. we're having the worst, craziest days and laughing just makes me feel so. And it's like such a release. It really is. It's such a release. You know, sometimes you laugh instead of cry, which is like totally inappropriate also. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and this is kind of an eye thinking about the different types of Mm -hmm. humor, though. Um, My brother and I, we had a lot of people die in a short period of time in our family. It it is what it is. And my brother's sitting next to me and a lady came up and started shaking my hand. And I didn't really know who she was. (laughs) And she never let go of my hand. And she's down four people. I'm coming up out of my chair and I'm thinking... I don't know what, and I'm looking at my brother like, help. She's still, is that person? And the two of us are like starting to laugh and it was so inappropriate. But I'm thinking, and I'm looking at him going, she won't let go of my hand. I don't know what to do. And people looked at us like, isn't that awful? They're laughing and it's a funeral. Because it's protocol. I don't know what to do with my There are some people that laugh in the the weirdest situations. You just don't know. But it's a stress reliever, right? You know, and that's what it was. At that point, I had things to do. I had to organize things and I couldn't I, yeah. I had to laugh you had to laugh and did I, you ever figure out who she was on the side um I did oh that's good it, so she belonged she wasn't in the wrong wake no no because I've done that yeah no no no, she, no she <laughs> I've done that she was in the right wake she, she was in the right one had some issues she just had some, <laughs> oh boy are there any other um physical aspects of benefit from laughter well uh, um there is a lot of talk about pain relief mm-hmm. that and I think what mm-hmm. it does is it really takes your mind off of the pain because the more you sit there and I, I kind of equate it as if you have a mosquito bite you never knew the mosquito bit you until you start scratching but if you watch the mosquito land watch it bite you it hurts yeah absolutely and it's a little pinch and you're right. like what, what? Mm. so if you take your mind off of your pain you can go someplace else for a little while isn't that the best and it, it's it just you know if it's so just what would you while. recommend someone do if they're if they are in pain or they have chronic pain 
to take their mind off it, to make them laugh, like a, a favorite TV show or TV shows, buy tapes, play tapes. There, yeah. there was somebody called um, Norman Cousins, who um, through his own illness discovered humor, and he's kind of like the grandfather of some of this therapeutic humor. And he found like just ten minutes of belly laughing would give him two hours of relief of pain. Get and out. he was able to sleep. Wow, that's really neat. And he was one of the first really, you know, like I said, kind of the grandfather of most of this. We um, generally take a break right now. But before we go to break, you have so many incredible quotes. You want to give them a quote before we take our quick Let's first see. break? Oh, Let's come yes. up. Let's give them a really good. You have some really neat quotes okay. that you, you love to do. Okay, so we live in Connecticut, so we have to do a Mark Twain. And it says, against the assault of humor, nothing can stand. <laughs> So humor can that is can withstand it. That's awesome. We will be right back.
everyone. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. We are medically speaking tonight, and we are medically speaking about humor. Laugh lines we're calling tonight. Laughter is the best medicine. And it was a topic that was brought to our attention by the Spirit of Women Network. It was one of the ones that we were going to actually do on our um, Friday morning show. Um, but being Friday being Good Friday, um, we are going to end up running a tape this Good Friday from a previous show um, because we will be observing the Good Friday holiday. And we are, did laugh lines tonight because we felt that laugh lines was such a really important topic. So I wanted to be sure that we were able to address it tonight. And I found a really neat article. I'm here tonight with Nancy Kulikowski, APRN, who um, really, really has dedicated her practice to laughter and medicine and is an incredible humorist herself but also an amazing APR and Nancy um, just told her story a bit and Nancy again thank you so much for joining us well thank you for asking so I found a really neat article and it's called The Impact of Humor on Patients with Cancer. And it was written in the Clinical Journal of Oncology for Nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was written by Christine um, Wanda and Carol Moore. And this is back in April 2005. It says, humor can be a therapeutic experience for patients. Therapeutic humor was defined by the Association for Applied Therapeutic Humor, the organization we were just referring to that you're a part of. <laughs> As any intervention that promotes health and wellness by stimulating a playful discovery, expression, or appreciation of of absurdity or incongruity in life situations. I think that is an incredible way to put it. Um, The writer referred to laughter as an internal jogging mechanism because it stimulates physiological systems. And laughter is a healthy way to reduce stress, provide a sense of control and help the body relax. People feel good when they share a laugh. Absolutely. I just, I, you know, I just wanted to take a couple of quotes from that because I thought it was so meaningful. Sorry, I moved my headphones. I was getting a little background noise. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but I thought it was so impactful um, what you were saying and what this article was saying, yes. just to bring it back home so people understand this is a real science. It absolutely is. And, and you know, you have to understand if you have a, a chronic illness or a disease, or you know, you're dealing with cancer, yeah. you're eating, breathing, drinking, sleeping, your cancer. The treatment, the doctor's appointments, the you know the medication that you have everything is involved in that everybody that comes up to you says oh are you okay you know it's okay to laugh you need sometimes to step off the treadmill Absolutely. and what i i kind of relate to my patients is if if, if you're old enough to remember remember the Jetsons. I remember the Jetsons. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> Love the Jetsons. <laughs> but the part in the beginning where My boy, Elroy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the part in the in the beginning where he goes and he starts walking Astro on the treadmill. Yes. And then he kept he starts spinning around and it's like, Jane, Jane, get me off this thing. Yes, yes. And I use that all the time because sometimes you have to get off that thing. Yeah. You have to have a period of time, even if it's two minutes, that you're not eating, breathing, drinking, sleeping your illness. Yeah. Something that can take you away for a couple minutes and you can feel like a, a regular Human. person. Absolutely. Human again. And you know, the, even, the disease does not define you. Yes, and you then, define how you're going to handle the disease. Right, because at that point you are in control. Your cancer and your name is. Yeah, and this way it, it brings back to wait a minute. I can still laugh, and it doesn't matter. I don't have to be so enveloped in my illness that I can't look at anything else. That I can't do anything else. I can't find it funny that somebody has that toilet paper on their yeah. shoe. It's okay. Yeah, it, you know, it's okay. I want to get to. I want to talk a little bit more about patients with cancer because you did something pretty neat a few weeks back with our friend here. But before we get to that, I promised you you can do a. Quote Oh. Because you are a, a bevy of quotes. And why the quotes? Because they, they, well, one is I try to get people from this area because mm-hmm. I thought it was even funnier in a yeah. way. You know, it's, there's all kinds of humor. Um, <laughs> but I think it, it just um, puts puts what you want to say together. Wow, that's really and, neat. And some people have just said it so well. Mm. And somebody who you wouldn't think is Catherine Hepburn because she's always so dignified and so 
proper you know, so proper mm. but um, she said life can be wildly tragic at times and I've had my share but whatever happens to you you have to keep a slightly comic attitude in the final analysis don't forget to laugh that's awesome. And you don't really think that coming from Katherine Hepburn. You don't think that coming you know, from Katherine Hepburn. She's just so Hepburn. proper. She but is. you know, I, when she was with Spencer Tracy, she mm. laughed a lot. Well, that's Because true. she was her happiest. That's true. You know, she really yeah. was. She was her happiest when that's she was true. with him. So I want to talk a little bit more about um, some of the physiological things that yes. happen. But I do want to talk about what you did um, a few weeks back with this rubber chicken. So why the rubber chicken? She has a rubber chicken here, just so you know. <laughs> because the rubber chicken and the red nose are just, it just screams Hysterical. Humor. It just screams humor. <laughs> it's just it, its just something that you have to have in your arsenal, just because people look for your red nose and chicken. So you were at the Lever Center, right? Or right here in Waterbury? I, I was do, I was guest speaking, and um, some, and what were you talking about? Therapeutic humor. Therapeutic humor. Yes, it was for a, a breathing club that they had had, and you know how we can use it to expand our lungs and mm-hmm. and breathe better. And somebody knocked on the door and said, um, "I heard you're talking about humor. I have, and I don't remember what the relative was, who they were." And they said, um, "You know, my relative isn't doing very well, but." She would. She would always like to see a chicken. Do you have one? A rubber chicken. A rubber chicken. And I said, "Well, as a matter of fact, <laughs> Nancy came I, here with it tonight, so I think he's in your car all the time." I really, I had one in my in my bag. So <laughs> she said, "Could you please come upstairs?" So I went upstairs. I went to the de- I went to the nurses at the desk, and I'm carrying my rubber chicken. And. <laughs> The funny part, they're all looking at me like, oh, geez, who is this? Who is this not? So I said, you know, this certain person wanted Mm -hmm. to see this rubber chicken. Can I come and bring the rubber chicken? And they they were like, that's just the best of absolutely. So I found out what room she was in, and I opened the door, and I didn't walk in. I just reached my hand in with the rubber chicken just kind of (laughs) flopping around. And I just said, somebody wanted a rubber chicken. <laughs> she she did a double take. She burst out laughing. But uh. the, the what added to the funny part was apparently there's a back door that I didn't know about. And as I opened the door and threw the chicken in, the doctor came in the other side of the door. <laughs> and was like, like, what like, is this? What is going on? Oh, that's so neat. So and it made her smile. It made it her did. laugh. It and did. for that brief moment, it, her you know her face was she, she. I just caught her just before I opened the door, and I said, "Are you?" And she just she just looked sad, like this is you know this is what I've been doing. This is where it's going. And oh well. And yeah. then she was just laughing. And then when the doctor came in the other side, and he's looking at us like, "What is that? What is that? What are you doing to my patient?" Yeah. yeah. So it it really was really. That's great. so real. That's so real. It's so real. It you really know? is. That's so awesome. So you have some things written down um, that we had. You know, you had wanted to highlight, and I want to make sure that we give you opportunity to talk about some of the physiological changes. Sure. We touched on some, but you had some really good ones there. I think we should share. So. Um, you know, we, of course, we're not going to get into like really technical deep. terms. Cause, no, no deep. Cause there's no point. We're having fun. <laughs> so one of them I just kind of call the joyful fa- facelift. Mm-hmm. Because when you're smiling, you're using at least, you're using about 49 muscles. Really? So you use more muscles smiling than frowning so shouldn't we all do that and the more we can laugh we might be giving ourselves a facelift and never even knew it before because you're pulling those muscles up that's right kind of like the chin straps that they used to make ladies wear a long time ago right so we're exercising our face wow laughing at the same time that's really neat why not why not i'm good for it you know it's cheap that's right (laughs) and i know everybody loves to do uh, sit-ups oh <laughs> not really no so i think fi- so what happens if you're if you're laughing hold your belly you're tightening up your muscles so i figure those are crunches <laughs> i i don't know how you many are gonna you need have to do. so many new patients <laughs> just based on your philosophy <laughs> that's right right i figure there are a bunch of crunches there oh that's you so know, fun it's got to be that good is for so something. funny it has to be good oh and so and what hmm. else do you have oh let's see um so, um, Dr. Feelgood 
because after a while, you, you know, you if you can get out of your space of your illness or whatever's bringing you down and just start laughing and just, and again, it doesn't have to be a belly laugh. You could just look at something silly and 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 just enjoy that moment right so it gives it makes you feel good right just just in general no you know deep medical reasons it just feels good it just makes you feel i don't good. have to know why i don't have to know what's happening to my body at the time it just who feels cares good. it doesn't matter who cares as the long as it makes you feel good the end result you're good that's so important so, when mm-hmm. when you have a patient that comes into you that is sick Mm-hmm. You know, I know you say you find the right opportunity yes. because you always have that right opportunity. Mm-hmm. But if you do, you know, cancer is one of those toughest diagnoses. But, you know, there's other things, sure. too, that are, are, are pretty tough conversations with patients. Is there still room even in those tough visits? Again, you have to f- see what the what the visit is and right. what's going on, and um, it, it and how receptive the patient right. is to it at that time. Right. But if you know if I can fit something in and it's going to make them feel a little bit better to adapt to what was what's happening, I will. Um, but again, it's not always appropriate. But if I can, I do. When you go, do you still go to continuing education on uh, on these? Because I know you belong yes. to this organization. I, I do. So, what do. are some of the things they talk about? You know, in, in regards to this. So, you know, I'm sure they share studies with you, and yes. but you know, you belong to this. And you said this organization applied uh, therapeutic humor mm-hmm. was started by nurses. It was started by nurses a long time ago who kind of got together and and just that. wanted to realize the joy in um, what they do for their patients. And some of them have even like the CPR classes and the ACLS classes that you ha- that you have to do. They do they put it to music. Wow! And they had a traveling road show. Get out! And it was absolutely hysterical. And guess what? I what? was when I was reviewing my class, I'm singing the song. <laughs> Do, doing your com- chest compressions. <laughs> right, right. Is it 1 or 15 to what? Wait a minute. Let me just. Okay, wait a minute. Let me. Okay, I'll get I got to get the beat. Let me get you. Yeah, let me get the beat before I start doing chest compressions on you. Uh-oh. <laughs> what song did they put to that? Oh, yeah, that's the one. No, no, that's not where you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do this. Oh, that's so funny. And so it, and it's just kind of. Oh, that's hysterical. So what are some of the topics they come up with from year to year? Oh, just, uh, um, we had, um, oh, Jerry Lewis was there one time. Get out. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah, he was. Now that's, that's taking it back. It was very interesting. <laughs> and how would you, how would you define his comedy to be able to utilize it to medicine? Um, oh, uh, he, he was extremely. He's sorry. more a slapstick, right? Uh, he was, he was using sarcasm. Oh, <laughs> In a very deep way. Really? Yeah, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, no, that's tough to use. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> Unless you're shaming someone into a diet. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I'd use that. Yeah, <laughs> this technique. At but that they point, do but. get some big names that we have. Yeah, it's it's been really good. And, and I didn't realize when I first started with the organization, it was still pretty new. And they're in the. Um, the definition of the therapeutic humor has changed over the years, and I think they've really come up with what it really is. Yeah, they have a mission and mm-hmm. and you know really to educate all healthcare professionals yes. Yes. on how to laugh with your patients. We've had um, the clowns from the Big Apple Circus. Wow, who they dress up and they visit patients in the hospitals in New York. So they kind of taught us like how they apply the makeup and different things, which I never thought about clowns, which they spook me a little bit, even though I like humor, but clowns can spook me just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But what they do is they try to not, especially when they're dealing with children, not put a lot of makeup on Mm -hmm. because you want to see the human part of the face, not the clown part of it. Mm -hmm. So they'll just do like some rosy cheeks and some you know, lipstick and maybe some eyebrows, but they don't do a whole lot because it does get a little creepy. And, and again, you know, a lot of kids could be really scared. I mean, I was scared of Santa when I was little because <laughs> I was made to sit on his lap and take a picture. Of, and I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. You know who freaks out the kids a lot too, the Easter Bunny. Now that it's coming up, that's the one I always freaked out my kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about... You, you've dressed up as a clown. Yes. So let's talk about that and how you've used that. We want to talk about the most recent one that you told me about. Mm. That was 
funny, but let's <laughs> let's talk a little bit about how you use that and how patients actually react to that. Well, I can't, I. Um it, there was an event going on at the hospital, and, and I did the clown thing, and I was doing uh, a test. I was doing testing with patients, and something happened, and the person who had to finish the test couldn't be there. And I said, "Well, <laughs> I'm still in my clown outfit. If you don't mind, <laughs> I'll do." The so test you were doing an event that was not really patient related. Uh, yes. And then you got pulled into a clinical situation yes because somebody had to leave <laughs> and they were kind of covering for me while i was doing this event wow and something else happened and they had to leave and i i just remember the lady going hey sure <laughs> but first we had as to long verify. as she has a badge <laughs> she had to get verified by the doctor and the nurse and the my um aide that was working with me that yes indeed i really was that's so the nurse funny. that was going to do the procedure and i do those every day now do you go out and and you speak i do. You go out and mm-hmm. speak, and your topic is laughter and medicine. And, yes. and what is the the audience that you generally speak to? Is it patients? Or, you know, is it people that are you know like a cancer group, or do you just go speak to women's groups or um, a variety? little bit of everything? I think so far it's mostly been um, like uh, uh, different um, like medical groups. And what is the questions they usually ask you? I think I usually just they do ask me a lot about the chickens and the rubber noses and what I do with that and and just and we just do a bunch of silly things and um, what I like the best is I try to get people to tell their stories yeah and to tell the funny things from their point of view and then that sparks another conversation oh isn't that interesting so you have. Someone talk about, you know, I, I always use my husband's situation because he had a stroke 10 years ago, but I always use some of the funny things, mm-hmm. you know, sure that happened. And we sit back and he goes, honestly, do you remember that? I mean, I remember it's terrible, but he was um, in, in Gaylord and he was in a halfway house and uh, we had he had to do a step down unit mm-hmm. for for a while. And there was a poor gentleman there that. Um, had really difficulty drooling, but <laughs> he passed Rich the food. And as he passed the tray to Rich, the poor guy had drooled all over the food. <laughs> and I know it's terrible, but you know, you have to laugh. You well, have to, I mean, afterwards, sure. as you look back, you say to yourself, how did I go through that? But you know. But that's it finding so the joy. Funny. That's finding yes. it doesn't have to be a belly no. laugh. It doesn't have to be no. a comedian. You could find something that's so absurd that you it was can't so, help but laugh. You can't. You can't. Because, it, I mean, there were things that we laughed about all the time. We would sit there and he would look at me. He says, do you believe I'm in this house? Plus he lost weight. Plus he lost <laughs> <laughs> He did lose weight. But then he put it back on, though, Johnny. But now we got him down again because, you know. Dr. Kelly kicked him. He told him. Dr. <laughs> Kelly had that funny conversation with him. <laughs> See, there's more reason. Put him back on track. See, more reason for But it's, more. you know, it's funny. You do. You look at the situation because you got, if you don't, as they say, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Yes. Right? Yes. I'm here. I'm sure you hear that all the time. Absolutely. And unfortunately, I'm the, I'm kind of a person that instead of crying, I laugh sometime, which is really awful. <laughs> it's really hard to explain. You know, that yeah, they're really tears, but they're coming out this way. It just doesn't. Yeah. No, well, I, you know, you can't help it because that is, unfortunately, we all have that process. You yes. know, that is our comfort yeah. level, right? Yes. A little yes. comfort zone. <laughs> so if you had to, I want you to do another quote first before we, oh. we, we recap. Sure. Because you have so many good ones. Do a couple. Okay. Do a couple. Um, Phyllis Diller. I think oh, she's boy. from around here, isn't she? Or I think she's not that far away, but, you know. She wasn't well, you that know, far in the area. Um, but she had said, a smile's a curve that sets everything straight. And if she so, only paid attention to that, she wouldn't have had to have the multiple facelifts. Well, then maybe she was still trying to set She was it still straight. trying to set it straight. <laughs> she, she just couldn't. They kept yeah. <laughs> they kept messing up the line. So let's see. Um, Mother Teresa, peace mm. starts with a smile. Oh, that's beautiful. And when you think of all that's happening in this yes. day and age, every you, you know you just look at the angry faces on TV, and yeah. I, and I remember watching. I don't even remember. It was a talk show, and and somebody said, "But you know, you look angry," and and 
I don't know, the guy was like tw- in his 20s, and he said, I'm not angry. <laughs> okay, because it really shows. Because <laughs> it really looks like you might be. But you're right, and I'm sure that you see patients all the time, especially in what's going on in today's world, mm-hmm. that their blood pressures are elevated, they're mm-hmm. depressed, and they don't understand why they're right. depressed, but there's so many things going on. Are you seeing that? I, I think so. I, I really yeah. do. And I think I feel it myself, because, uh, you know, you watch TV, and it's like, oh, well, the, where was this shooting? Where was this bombing? Where was this fire? Where was this train wreck? And, you know. Do you know what, you know, my husband and I started doing in the morning, and this is definitely starting our day with laughter? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share it with the audience. We do watch the local news mm-hmm. till about seven o'clock, mm. just because I want to see the local stuff happening. I watch the national news for about two or three minutes to get the updates. Then I put on "I Love Lucy," I and love we Lucy. watch "I Love Lucy" <clears throat> till we leave the house. Mm-hmm. And I'm leaving the house on a mm-hmm. much higher note yes. than if I left with all the all, all, with all that. I could have left with Absolutely. if I want. It's just too much. Absolutely. Because it's not going to change me watching it. I'll mm-hmm. educate myself in bits, but I can't absorb. Right. You know, people sit right. there and watch Rock's News for a day and day, CNN and watch. Mm-hmm. You, you just, breaking right. news and I, I can, can break any time. If I have a second, I can tell you, um, yes. we were sending uh, boxes to the troops, and we hmm. found uh, a, a group that we were going to send it to. We couldn't find any for a long time, <clears throat> excuse me, and we finally found someone, and, and what we found out after is they were on the front lines that we didn't know, wow. and they had just lost five people in their <sighs> troop at that time, and they got the boxes, and I remember putting in the boxes, I, I put um, a pack of rubber noses and everybody's saying why can you you can't do that and i said why can't i and i put a little silly saying you know for those days where you need a laugh just put the nose on and they said you can't do that and i can't tell you how many people said you shouldn't do that and i kept saying why and they said because it's really important and a long story short I got a we got a letter back a thank you note they were standing in front of the american flag at ease all Marines, and they had the rubber noses on. How awesome is that? So it doesn't matter where you are, you can still use it. You can still use it, and you can still laugh. Yes. Oh, my you gosh. Need to. So, Nance, if you had to, I mean, I guess that's probably a perfect note to end with. I was going to say, if you had to end with something, but that's probably a perfect note mm. to end on. Bringing laughter into medicine. It has yes. definitely been your mission. I'm trying. And you're our angel. Well, thank you. That sits on Chase Parkway. <laughs> With Dr. Feinberg <laughs> and uh, Dr. Krauss and Dr. Sudathera yes. Bangadam. Yes. I was I said her whole name. I'm impressed. I said it pretty well too. She's That's been on the radio with us. She does she a great might, job. She did a great she job. She might laugh at the pronunciation, but she'll be appreciate how good you tried. I, oh come on. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It was. So Nance, thank you so much tonight well, for doing for it. Us. Me. Nancy Krulikowski, she's part of our Franklin <laughs> Medical Group. She's on Chase Parkway. Please definitely go on our website, stmh.org. Um and you can look and you'll find Dr. Krauss and um, Dr. Feinberg. You'll also find Dr. Suda Theravanga Dam on sure. there. Pretty good, right? Yeah. And um, you, by looking at their location and their numbers, that's where Nancy is. So uh, we invite you to definitely go on there, visit them. And Nancy may be joining us at our Sparkle event, which is coming up May 10th, mm-hmm. um, saying how everyone can laugh, sharing laughter with everyone. So we invite you to come to our Sparkle event May 10th at the uh, AquaTurf in Southington. It is already filling up, so I recommend you go on our website, stmh.org, click on Spirit of Women, and it'll take you right to our Sparkle webpage and you can definitely register so we invite you definitely to join that and I had a great time with you tonight so thank thank you you so much for joining us and I want to wish everyone out there in the audience the most wonderful and holy of Easter's and we will see you again in two weeks this is Robin Sills St. Mary's Hospital Exceptional Care every patient every day 